Guideline Implementation, Safe Patient Handling and Movement by Terry Link. Abstract. Physical stressors that occur with patient and equipment handling in the OR, for example, moving or lifting patients, carrying heavy instrument sets, prolonged standing, can contribute to musculoskeletal disorders for perioperative personnel. In addition to increasing patient safety, Safe Patient Handling and Movement, SPHM, programs have been shown to reduce the risk and severity of injuries, workers' compensation costs, and personal fatigue and to increase healthcare workers' morale and quality of life. The AORN, Guideline for Safe Patient Handling and Movement, provides guidance for implementing an SPHM program. This article discusses key takeaways from the guideline, including forming an interdisciplinary team to oversee the SPHM program, selecting safe patient handling technologies and equipment, and assessing the unique needs of each patient to develop an individualized plan for SPHM. Perioperative RNs should review the complete guideline for additional information and for guidance when writing and updating policies and procedures. Musculoskeletal disorders, MSDs, including back injuries, are among the most frequently occurring occupational injuries for RNs and other healthcare personnel. Work-related MSDs are disorders of the muscles, nerves, tendons, ligaments, joints, cartilage, and spinal discs. The perioperative setting has unique challenges related to patient and equipment handling and movement that put perioperative personnel at risk for MSDs. Physical stressors that contribute to MSDs include forceful exertions, repetitive motions, awkward postures, static postures, prolonged standing, long cumulative work hours, moving or lifting patients and equipment, carrying heavy instrument sets and other equipment, and overexertion. In a study to determine the prevalence of MSDs in perioperative nurses from eight hospitals in Switzerland, 66% of the nurses reported experiencing pain in the lumbar region, cervical region, mid-spine region, knees, legs, hands, or feet. Many reported having pain in more than one region. The researchers suggested that MSDs are among the most common reasons for long-term absence from work for perioperative nurses. Surgical procedures can be lengthy and may require prolonged standing. The need for rapid room turnovers may leave little time to seek assistance in lifting and transferring patients and preparing for subsequent procedures, and nurses are often pressured to complete transfers without adequate assistance. In the past, nurses and other healthcare personnel were often instructed to lift using a form of body mechanics based on lifting boxes vertically from the floor. These methods are not effective for safely lifting and moving patients because the weight of a person is not evenly distributed. In most cases, transfers are lateral and not vertical, and patients may move or lose their balance while being transferred and require assistance. Many ORs do not have assistive equipment other than roller or transfer boards that require at least four people to operate them correctly. The size of OR beds has not changed over the years, but patient size has increased. Many OR beds cannot support a patient with a high body mass index, BMI. Patient's weight is also a factor in performing patient transfers, skin antisepsis, and positioning. Complex positioning for minimally invasive procedures, 
such as robotic procedures that require the patient to be positioned in lithotomy with steep Trendelenburg position, put both patients and personnel at risk for injury. Perioperative RNs and other perioperative team members may sacrifice their own safety to prevent a patient injury or fall when transferring, moving, or positioning a patient. Safe Patient Handling and Movement, SPHM, programs have been effective in reducing employee and patient injuries and have also improved other patient outcomes by decreasing the number of patient falls and reducing the incidence of skin breakdown caused by friction and shear. Programs that support SPHM reduce the risk and severity of lifting and repositioning injuries, workers' compensation costs, and personal fatigue, and increase healthcare workers' morale and quality of life. In 2013, the American Nurses Association published Safe Patient Handling and Mobility Interprofessional National Standards, which covers eight core standards that should be addressed by healthcare organizations implementing SPHM programs and practices. These standards provided the framework for the eight recommendations in the AORN, Guideline for Safe Patient Handling and Movement, published in July of 2018. This new guideline builds on and supersedes the 2008 AORN Guidance Statement, Safe Patient Handling and Movement in the Perioperative Setting. AORN guideline documents provide guidance based on an evaluation of the strength and quality of the available evidence for a specific subject. The guidelines apply to inpatient and ambulatory surgery settings and are adaptable to all areas where operative and other invasive procedures may be performed. Topics addressed in the SPHM guideline include establishing a culture of safety, establishing a formal systemized SPHM program, incorporating ergonomic design principles in the OR suites, selecting, installing, incorporating, and maintaining safe patient handling technology in the perioperative setting, establishing education, training, and competency verification in safe patient handling techniques and equipment use, assessing the patient and the perioperative environment, and then developing a plan for SPHM, establishing post-injury return-to-work accommodations, and establishing a comprehensive quality assurance and performance improvement program. Included in the guideline are seven ergonomic tools perioperative RNs can use to help reduce the incidence of injuries that result from the performance of high-risk tasks. The ergonomic tools address lateral transfer of a patient, positioning and repositioning the patient, lifting and holding the patient's extremities during skin antisepsis, measures to take when prolonged standing is required, measures to take when retracting tissue during surgery, weight limits for lifting and carrying supplies and equipment, and weight limits for pushing and pulling equipment on wheels. This article elaborates on key takeaways from the guideline document. However, perioperative RN should review the complete guideline for additional information and for guidance when writing and updating policies and procedures. Key takeaways from AORN's Guideline for Safe Patient Handling and Movement include the following. The healthcare organization should appoint an interdisciplinary perioperative team to establish and maintain a formal, systemized SPHM program. 
based on an ergonomic analysis, the perioperative SPHM program team should select patient handling equipment for use in the perioperative area. The perioperative team should assess the patient's unique handling and movement needs and develop an individualized plan of care. The following scenario highlights the key takeaways and other aspects of the AORN guideline. Each takeaway is then discussed in detail after the scenario. Scenario In the perioperative unit of a large medical center hospital, three employees have been injured in patient handling incidents in the past year, and one of them has asked for compensation because of lost work and income. In response to these incidents, hospital administrators have assembled a perioperative interdisciplinary team to develop an SPHM plan consistent with a hospital-wide plan, but specific to the perioperative unit. The interdisciplinary team consists of perioperative RNs, surgeons, anesthesia professionals, surgical technologists, an industrial hygienist, perianesthesia nurses, allied healthcare providers, the hospital SPHM program coordinator, a risk manager, a materials manager, an occupational health professional, and an ergonomist. One of the first steps the team completes is a walkthrough of the department to identify risks related to SPHM. They ask personnel from all areas of the perioperative unit to contribute to identifying risks associated with safe patient handling. Nurses in the preoperative area report that it is difficult for older patients and patients of size to transfer from a standing position to the transport gurney, and then after on the gurney, to reposition themselves. Anesthesia personnel report that their biggest challenge is pushing gurneys or patient beds without assistance and navigating the occupied gurney or bed through crowded hallways to the OR. In the OR, perioperative RNs report that there is often not enough help to safely transfer patients and then position them on the OR bed. Team members often suggest that the patient does not weigh very much and can be moved using the draw sheet or an attempt is made to awaken the patient so the patient can self-transfer. There is no alternative when perioperative team members cannot complete the task, except to assist the patient's transfer manually by pulling or pushing the patient onto the OR bed or gurney. Many of the OR beds and hospital beds are older, and the locking mechanisms are not always secure, especially with the patient's added weight. The beds are also cumbersome and difficult to push and navigate through the hallways. Assistive personnel report the strain of pushing or pulling heavy equipment, such as OR beds and microscopes. The post-anesthesia care unit, PACU, RNs, report difficulty with ambulating patients after anesthesia. These patients are at risk for falls and may be recovering from regional spinal blocks and are unstable from anesthetizing medications. Personnel in all areas of the perioperative unit report the difficulty in safely handling patients of size. There are no mobile or permanent lifts in the OR. Transfer boards are available, but patients are usually transported, transferred, and positioned manually. The interdisciplinary team assigns an SPHM coordinator for perioperative services, who, with the help of the hospital SPHM coordinator, puts a plan into place using the American Nurses Association Safe Patient Handling and Mobility into professional national standards and 
the AORN, Guideline for Safe Patient Handling and Movement. The interdisciplinary team arranges for the purchase of air-assisted transfer mattresses and for hiring additional personnel to assist with patient transfers, two-person transports, and moving and repositioning equipment in the OR. Mobile lifts are purchased, along with full-length transfer devices. New gurneys with secure locking and brake mechanisms are purchased that are easier to steer and can be raised and lowered. The team rearranges equipment in crowded hallways and arranges for equipment to be stored elsewhere when possible. Anti-fatigue mats are purchased for use during long procedures. Staff members, physicians, and other healthcare personnel and perioperative services receive education and undergo competency verification on the use of the AORN ergonomic tools and the new assistive devices. The SPHM program team also sets up a quality assurance and improvement program to track and evaluate injuries and near misses. Perioperative RNs are instructed on how to perform an individual SPHM assessment for each patient and implement a plan based on each patient's handling and movement needs. Several months after the SPHM program is initiated, Ms. M, a 45-year-old woman, is scheduled for a laparoscopic assisted vaginal hysterectomy. She is 5 foot 4 inches, 162.6 centimeters tall and weighs 250 pounds, 113.4 kilograms. Her BMI is 42.9 kilograms per square meter. The RN circulator performs a preoperative assessment of Ms. M, who is ambulatory on admission and is able to self-adjust her position on the transport gurney. Ms. M's procedure will require general anesthetic and she will be placed in the lithotomy position. After the RN circulator completes her preoperative assessment, she verifies that the OR bed in the room has the weight and size capacity necessary for this patient. She collaborates with the OR manager to have a mobile lift brought into the room to assist with positioning Ms. M into the lithotomy position. She also requests additional personnel in the room to transfer and position the patient and refers to the AORN ergonomic tools to determine the number of team members needed to transport, transfer, and position Ms. M safely. Using ergonomic tool number one, the RN circulator determines that no additional caregiver assistance is needed to transfer Ms. M from the gurney to the OR bed because Ms. M is able to self-transfer. But there should be caregivers at the bedside to assist the patient if needed. Using ergonomic tool number two, for positioning the supine patient into the lithotomy position, the RN circulator determines that because Ms. M weighs more than 141 pounds, 64 kilograms, a minimum of four caregivers should perform the positioning using assistive technology. The preoperative RN arranges for an air-assisted transfer mattress to be placed on the OR bed for post-operative transfer of the patient, which is part of the SPHM protocol for patients with a BMI greater than 35 kilograms per square meter. The recently purchased transport girding is self-propelled, but the RN circulator requests assistance in transporting the patient to the OR because of the patient's size. The RN circulator places the air-assisted transfer mattress onto the OR bed and then asks Ms. M to transfer herself to the OR bed. Two assistive personnel stand on either side of the OR bed in the patient transport gurney to help in case Ms. M is unable to complete the transfer on her own 
and to provide added support of the OR bed and gurney locking mechanism. The gurney and the OR bed are locked, but because of Ms. M's size, there is movement of the gurney when she self-transfers. Personnel provide additional force to the locking beds to prevent any separation, and Ms. M safely self-transfers to the OR bed. The RN circulator asks the assistive personnel to make sure Ms. M's post-operative bed is available for post-procedure transfer. After induction of the general anesthetic, the RN circulator and four caregivers position Ms. M in the lithotomy position with the help of pneumonic stirrups. During the procedure, the RN circulator checks Ms. M's position frequently to make sure she has not shifted. When the OR bed position is raised, and Ms. M is positioned in Trendelenburg, the RN circulator stands by Ms. M's side in case she begins to slip or the OR bed becomes unbalanced. The procedure is completed without incident. After the surgical procedure, the RN circulator and assistive personnel use the pneumatic stirrups to lower Ms. M's legs and the mobile lift to remove her legs from the stirrups into the supine position from lithotomy. The air-assisted transfer mattress is inflated and used to transport Ms. M to her hospital bed. Six persons perform the transfer, two on either side of Ms. M and one at her foot, with the anesthesia professional lifting and protecting Ms. M's head. Two assistive personnel help the anesthesia professional transport Ms. M to the PACU, one at the head and one at the foot of the bed. In the PACU, the para-anesthesia RN uses the power-assist device at the head of the patient bed to place Ms. M in the semi-fowler position. After recovery, the PACU nurse and assisted personnel transfer Ms. M to the surgical floor in her bed for an overnight stay with planned discharge from the hospital in the morning. Key Takeaways Discussion The key takeaways from the AORN, Guideline for Safe Patient Handling and Movement, address some of the important elements in an SPHM program. These takeaways do not cover the entire guideline. Rather, they help the reader focus on important or new information that should be implemented into perioperative practice. SPHM Program Team An interdisciplinary team with the authority to establish, evaluate, and maintain an SPHM program should identify high-risk tasks associated with patient transfer, positioning, retraction, and equipment handling activities, and implement methods to reduce the physical requirements of those tasks. The perioperative SPHM program may be part of a facility-wide program or may be an independent program specific to the perioperative unit. In this scenario, the perioperative SPHM program team collaborated with the hospital team but developed their own program based on the risks identified. Other responsibilities of the SPHM program team include developing goals and objectives for the program and a plan for ongoing evaluation and quality improvement. The team should establish a reporting mechanism for monitoring compliance with the program. The team should also develop policies for SPHM and equipment handling and should provide input into the job descriptions for personnel who perform SPHM duties. Selection of Equipment The healthcare organization should provide the number of team members and assistive devices needed to safely move and position the patient and perform skin antisepsis. Based on the SPHM risk assessment, 
the SPHM team should select safe patient handling technologies and equipment and incorporate them into practice. Patient characteristics and environmental and space characteristics vary from one clinical area to another. Patient characteristics, including age, size, surgical position and procedure type, determine the design requirements and type of equipment needed. In the perioperative setting, patients are not able to assist in transfers and positioning when they are under a general anesthetic or a regional nerve block such as spinal anesthesia. Operating room beds are narrow and have weight limits, and there may not be a bed located in each OR that can accommodate a patient of size. Exceeding weight limits can cause the OR bed to tilt, putting the patient at risk for a fall and perioperative team members at risk for injury while attempting to prevent the fall or rescue the patient. Mobile or permanent lifts are generally not as available in the OR because they may be on the post-operative care units, and there may not be space or capabilities to install ceiling-mounted or permanent lifts or store mobile lifts in the OR. Based on the SPHM risk assessment conducted by the RN circulator in the scenario, team members use pneumonic stirrups as an assistive device with four caregivers, that is, two for each leg, to position Ms. M's legs. The RN circulator secured an OR bed with a higher weight limit to support Ms. M during her surgical procedure. It is vitally important to involve frontline team members in the SPHM risk assessment. Frontline team members who actually perform the transfer and lifting of patients can provide expertise and valuable input into barriers to SPHM and the types of equipment and resources needed. Including multiple team members in establishing the SPHM program can promote buy-in and compliance with policies established by the SPHM program team. The healthcare organization and the perioperative team should collaborate to establish education, training, and competency verification in safe patient handling techniques and equipment. Patient Assessment and Care Plan for SPHM Assessing the patient before performing high-risk tasks related to safe patient handling and care can prevent injuries to patients and healthcare workers. In this scenario, the RN circulator was prepared for the high-risk tasks necessary to transport, transfer, and position Ms. M safely, whose size increased the risk for patient or perioperative team member injury. After referencing the AORN ergonomic tools, the RN circulator arranged for additional personnel to assist with the transfer and positioning of Ms. M. She implemented assistive devices, including an air-assisted transfer mattress and mobile lift. The RN circulator also ensured the OR bed was appropriate for Ms. M's weight and size and arranged for her to be transferred to a hospital bed that could more easily accommodate the patient after surgery. By assessing and planning for multiple scenarios, the RN circulator kept her patient safe and prevented injury to herself and other perioperative personnel. Conclusion Systematically developing an SPHM program and putting a process in place to evaluate the program will help prevent injuries sustained in patient handling and movement. Collecting data on each incident or near-miss helps to identify situations that put personnel and patients at risk and provides support for obtaining the resources necessary for a successful SPHM program. An MSD can be expensive, debilitating, 
and can end a perioperative career. Implementing an SPHM program helps to keep personnel and patients safe.